So I used to be somebody who said yes every time someone asked me to help with something. Some of these things were small, other things were very big and really time-consuming. Some made use of my experience and some my expertise, but some were just because people knew I would say yes, or maybe because they could trust me. I really had a difficult time saying no, because I didn't really want to disappoint anyone I knew I could help. I eventually came to a point where I was convicted over what I guess you could call my addiction to busyness. I just felt like I was constantly doing, and things were just moving, 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 and I felt like I never stopped. Do you feel like life is running at 100 miles per hour? How many of us need to do a better job of living in the present while still yearning for the future? Honestly, most of us rush around until life's no fun. None of us knows what tomorrow has in store, so why do we want to get there so quickly? Last year, my wife and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary, and we did quite a number of things to celebrate. We had events with friends and family, trips to relive some of our favorite married memories, and I remember being so excited and not wanting to have to wait for those events to come. From making the reservations to planning a surprise vow renewal months in advance, we made some pretty incredible new memories. And now, in what seems like the blink of an eye, all of those celebrations and all of the anticipation leading up to them are just a memory. I'm sure many newlyweds have experienced the same feeling. You know, after lengthy wedding preparation, in just a few hours, the wedding and the celebration are over. For so many of us, life is often consumed by either looking ahead, always wanting for the next thing, or maybe looking over our shoulder at the past. We only have one day at a time to live. Today is a gift. Maybe that's why they call it the present. So, what's the hurry? Why are we so intent on getting to tomorrow today? We can't relive the past. It's behind us. We can't live in the future because it hasn't arrived, nor is it promised to us, and we don't have a time machine to get there. Today is the moment we have to live in. So, how will we spend it? How much are we overthinking things that are way down the road and trying to speed up time to get there, overlooking what is available to us right now? In our world of hustle and bustle, choosing a slower and more deliberate path almost feels like a radical decision. Think of it this way. We don't pick the longest checkout line at the grocery store. When we see a line of cars ahead of us in the drive through lane, we want to go to another restaurant. When we show up right on time for our doctor's appointment or even early, and have to wait forever in the lobby, and then even longer back in the room, we get pretty frustrated. We always have our eyes on the next thing. We as a society are focused on checking off one more thing from our to-do list. I think this is because deep down inside, we value our future moments far more than our present ones. In her book, The Spiritual Disciplines Handbook, Adele Albert Calhoun says this, Slowing is a way we counter our culture's mandate to tend to the bottom line, to move it or lose it, to constantly be on the go. It is a way we honor our limits and the fact that God is found in the present moment. Through slowing, we intentionally develop margins in our lives that leave us open to the present moment. If we are perpetually rushing to the next thing, what richness are we missing in the present moment? 
If your goal is to squeeze more out of your day than you know is actually possible, what's going to be left out? Because something will get left out. Here's where we can find ourselves walking a fine line between doing and being. Here's what I mean. I can't ignore all that needs to be done in my day, but I don't want to miss being in God's presence in all that I do. So at what speed are you operating today? Do you have a speed limit? And if you do, are you pushing the pedal to the floor to get nowhere really fast, far beyond what you really know your limit is? Or are you applying the brakes so much that you're stuck and you feel like you aren't moving forward and you're missing what's really all around you? Let's talk a little about how we can relish the present while still moving forward towards what our future holds. Thomas Friedman, a columnist for the New York Times, called the time we are living in, quote, the age of accelerations. He describes it this way because our world has become increasingly fast-paced through technology and the factors that accompany it, almost as if the technology is developing faster than we can figure out how to use it. There's more knowledge, there are more things than at any point in history. And because of that, it seems like our to-do lists grow faster than we have time for. We hurry in the morning, at work, on the road, in meetings, after work, getting meals, during meals. Then we hurry to do more in the evenings and on the weekends than we realistically have time for. We hurry to get to bed, get too little sleep, and start the cycle all over again the next day. The speed at which we choose to live our lives has a direct effect on our work, our interactions with our family, and our relationships, but also our emotional health, our spiritual lives, and deep down to our souls. In this age of accelerations, as Friedman calls it, our lives are full of words. We hear words spoken out loud, words on the radio, words in our headphones. We see words on our screens, words on our work meeting notes, words in articles. Think about the effect these words have on you. I think to myself the words to do and looking at all the things listed underneath and how stressful that sometimes can make us become. Which words are you allowing to have the most impact on you? Get this done by Friday? Or, Dad, I need to go out and get this thing for school? Or, Honey, we need money to fix the whatever it is? The fact is, we can allow words to help us or harm us, to encourage us or bring us down, to stretch us, to cheer us up, or to agitate us too. So, how can we slow down? How can we allow those words to be a help? How can we focus more on what is in the here and now, more on the present, being present in the present moment? How can we allow the things we say, the things we think, the things we do, to help us be more intentional about the speed with which we live our lives? Your life will always go in the direction of what captures your attention. Are you allowing one thought to preoccupy you and keeping you stuck? Are you allowing one event to be your total focus and really disregarding all else that's around you? Slowing down allows us to have the capacity we need to be fully present in the moment to others, to ourselves, and to all God has for us. Around four years ago, in early 2020, 
really shocking that it's been that long. The unthinkable happened. Our world essentially shut down. We stopped going to work, to school, to stores, to restaurants. We stopped visiting people or going anywhere, and we basically didn't leave the house for some time unless it was absolutely necessary. And while the COVID pandemic certainly changed the way we do a lot of things, and the horrible disease took countless lives, it forced us to do something. And life slowed down. Suddenly going at warp speed wasn't the focus. Our everyday emphasis on how quickly we could do things was quickly replaced by how little we could do. Because 2020 and the years that followed presented much bigger concerns than efficiency. And so, with little else to do except binge on building puzzles, streaming movies, and getting takeout delivered to the front porch, no contact style, many of us started looking at our lives more closely. For some of us, it caused us to ponder whether the things that we previously believed really should be at the top of our priority list. Did they ever really belong there? And a big one for a lot of us at the top of that list was the focus of making and completing all the to-do lists that we make, the things we had to do, usually as fast as possible. For many of us, that often involved sacrificing our relationships in some way to reach a deadline. Well, the COVID slowdown started to make us all become more aware. Certainly not of what day of the week it was, that seemed to be irrelevant for a while, but of the things we'd simply accepted as normal, and what we thought were necessary parts of life. Our focus quickly became the present moment. Seemingly in an instant, we went from meet this deadline, get this done ASAP, mom, I need this now, to take a deep breath. Just imagine if somebody had fallen asleep in January of 2020 and woke up in May of that same year with no idea the world was in the grip of a pandemic and global shutdown. Since the pandemic and since things have eased and opened back up, I think we can all agree we're in unprecedented times. But what this also means is that we have a unique opportunity. And to be very honest, it really shouldn't take a pandemic for us to make the choice to take advantage of the opportunity to slow down and live in the present. We literally have a chance each and every day to push the giant reset button on life as we know it, leaving everything on the table. We have this opportunity individually and collectively. Individually, it could be essential for our well-being, for our relationships with others, or a myriad of other reasons. And collectively, it could be for other people's health, for our families, and for our communities. So, why are we all in such a hurry? Why haven't we kept slowing down? I think for most of us, we're propelled by a fear that we won't have enough time to do what we want to do and be who we want to be before we can't do it anymore. We know that our seasons of life are limited. Our time as kids, as young adults, and then our time with kids, our time enjoying life, our time as retirees. The fact that we have no control over the length of some of those seasons subconsciously creates an anxiety about time, even if we do trust God in all things. In my own life, I've seen where the fear of time running out in a certain situation or circumstance or season has only led me further and further away from my true self in the present moment. It really engulfed me into 
what you could call ego anxiety. Those have been times I've honestly been the co-creator in wild goose chases that really, when looking back on them, had minimal relevance to my life and really haven't been very fulfilling. When I basically said yes to everyone and everything, my focus was on pleasing people while staying busy, when in reality, it didn't matter how much I did and how quickly I did them if they weren't right for me. And to be honest, the opinion of other people doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Living this way taught me a valuable lesson. That always being on the go, 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 or rushing to go here, there, and everywhere, or meeting self-imposed goal deadlines was meaningless if they had nothing to do with who I really was. Imagine with me for a moment that you are a runner on a track in the middle of the woods on your way home, and suddenly you no longer recognize where you are. And after a while, you come to a clearing, and there are three paths that go in different directions. You think you've seen them before, but you can't remember which one leads to home and which one takes you further away, and you have no idea where the other one goes. And suddenly, you're scared. You need to go somewhere, but you don't know where, so you quickly go with your gut and pick one. Life presents many moments that can make you feel just like that runner. They can be scary, cause lots of anxiety, they can be painful, but they're also opportunities for growth. So my question to you is this, if you're that runner lost in the woods, how do you respond? Doing things quickly can be a useful skill for sure, but rushing through life is only relevant if you're heading in the right direction and if it makes sense. Rushing down a path that leads you away from yourself or sprinting across a grassy field that ends at the sudden appearance at the edge of a cliff isn't going to save you time. And it's going to cause you to maybe lose other things too. This is where I hope we can all recognize that slowing down can be a good thing. Slowing down is valuable because in the long run, it can help us get where we want to go faster. Maybe it starts by dialing down the speed of your life speedometer. But if you've lived for a very long time valuing life with a gas pedal pushed to the floor, it may not be an easy adjustment. You'll probably come up against some mental resistance when you try to slow down. I've read studies on the effect of living a slower life where people adjust to the middle, where others sway to the side of being in a cocoon, and others sway to the side of being stuck in a prison. And it can be mentally anguishing if you're used to always doing things one way and suddenly everything shifts another direction. I think it all comes down to examining the way you think about time. Start by allowing yourself the time and space to connect with your intuition and to dial in to what God has in store for you. The key is being more aware. It could be prayer. It's most definitely prayer. It could be digging into the scriptures. It could be going through a devotional. It could be talking with a trusted spiritual leader. You have to prioritize this time. Think of it as being just as important, if not more important, as anything else in your day. And then be patient with the process. You've heard me talk about the process many times before. Slowing down and prioritizing isn't going to magically shift everything in your life overnight. And I'll be the first to admit being comfortable with uncertainty is not an easy thing to do. It's why most people behave like the anxious runner lost in the woods, unable to sit with the feeling of not knowing and then just picking a path, sometimes the one that just feels right. 
They'd rather be moving along, even if that means following a path that takes them deeper into the woods and further away from home. Allowing yourself to slow down and be in the present allows you to take time to focus on the right path for your life. It allows you to think, to breathe, to pray, and to listen. And then for the future, it avoids unnecessary detours. There's a time and a purpose to every season under heaven. I need to live in the moment, experience what's around me, who is with me, where God has placed me. Time will pass me like a blur if I don't slow down and observe, touch, taste, smell, and listen to what is around me. Time is as God said it in the beginning. The same. What it comes down to is my perception and application of it. God wants us to find joy in all of our circumstances, regardless of whether today is a good day or a difficult one. Ecclesiastes 8.15 invites us to find joy in the moment, so we can find joy in so much more in the days ahead. We have a high school senior and a college senior this year, and in conversations with other people, I keep hearing people say, take time to enjoy these moments because they're going to be gone before you know it. It's kind of weird to think that in seven months, I could potentially be an empty nester. (laughs) And I don't have a magic solution to make time feel like it's slowing down. But I feel like God has given me a glimpse of what I need to do to slow things down and savor this time. We all know that life will continue to accelerate if we don't do anything differently. You know, if we just allow ourselves to be swept up and pushed forward by the waves. We've all been guilty of constantly being distracted, always preoccupied with the next thing we have to do. I still feel an internal struggle and pull towards being productive, and yes, I still make to-do lists, and I still like to get stuff done even when I know life calls for a pause, but I know that living in the moment, being present in the here and now is what I want to do. And as I keep doing it, it becomes easier. To be honest, every time now that there's a struggle between filling the to-do list and slowing down, I feel a whole lot less regret when I choose slowing down, and much more thankfulness. What needs to get done will get done, and it'll help me weed out what belongs on my to-do list and what doesn't. I'm convinced this is something we all have to do to truly live a life well-lived. So, let me start to close here by asking you this question. Are you living life too fast? What can you do this week to slow down and catch a glimpse of God's blessings all around you? You might be sitting there saying, well, what if I don't want to focus on the present? What if I have too much on my plate to slow down or to give up that time? Or what if things are really bad right now? Perhaps you're somewhere that doesn't seem like a good place. Or maybe you're busy and you don't want to take time to savor this moment. Maybe there's some other things going on, financial difficulty, relationship issues, job trouble, illness. We can't escape the present, but when we slow down enough to invite Jesus into our current moment, he can supply us peace, a peace that only he can give. In this present moment, we shouldn't allow our fast-paced world, our busy schedules, our really long to-do lists to steal the present moment, from us. Well, friends, it's been great being with you again this week. As always, I really do appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you back here next time. We'll have more for you on the queue.